It's the Zeitgeist with Nick and Matt. It's the Zeitgeist with Nick and Matt. It's the Zeitgeist with Nick and Matt. Please enjoy the show. Well, the big day has come and gone. Uh, you are listening to Zeitgeist Oscar Spectacular. Woo-hoo. Yeah, hope everyone's real excited. Um, so, my name is Nicholas Tristan, one of the two Zeitgeists, and with me, as always, is... Matt. My name is Matt Warriesmith, hey, another Matt. of the two uh, people... Eponymous Zeitgeist. ...on the show Zeitgeist. Welcome, everyone, to Zeitgeist, a show about everything uh, and nothing, brought to you by people who don't know what they're talking about and haven't done anything important, but who nonetheless hold very strong opinions... Very strong. ...on the Oscars yeah. this time. Yeah, so we're talking about the Oscars, and... Uh, you know, we're going to get really in-depth, we're going to uh, explore its uh, many facets, but first off, let's, you know, let's address the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. the big thing everyone's talking about. What the Jackie f- Chan. Yeah, Jackie Chan, and what the fuck is up with Nicole Kidman's clapping? Yeah. I, I, I guess I just clapped into the mic yeah. as if you could see the way I was doing it, but it was like I'm a clap bot. Yeah. Clap bot 1000, so I will, alpha edition. Uh, well, Kidman's camp has not released an official statement. Uh, she was wearing two big ass rings, so she probably couldn't clap. Because... And her nails are long. I yeah, guess. So. she does. Doesn't she look like she has crazy, like long and slender hands? Like she's a specter of some kind. Well, she's actually Slender Man. She is Slender. Yeah, Man. so she, she honestly she, could be. She lives in the woods and uh, she kills children. Is she the star of the Slender Man uh, film? Uh, well, no, it's based on her. Oh, good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'll be, they'll probably get, uh, I don't know, Scarlett Johansson to do it or something like that. Sure, sure. <laughs> to play to play her in Slenderman? She, I don't see yeah, her doing Scarlett Johansson is. Tilda Swinton for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, A little actually. bit of Tilda Swinton for you. A <laughs> little bit of Tilda Swinton. Um, it was, uh, you know, the Oscars is an opportunity to really just celebrate the glitz and the glamour oh, and, and the love, magic of the movies. We love the magic of cinema so much, we did a shot every time uh, they, they said, said the magic of cinema. Which was twice. Which was only Not twice. Not as much as we thought it was. We were expecting to get much drunker. Yep. Uh, so, well, I was going to ask you, do you think you're more of a glitz guy or a glamour guy? It's a great question. I love the glitz. You know me. I do. And, I, and obviously, I'm very glamorous. I'm wearing a full-length ball gown as we are recording this right now. And too many rings to clap your hands. And I haven't clapped once. Um, I did. Yeah, you one, clapped. One yeah. time. Uh, I, but you know what? Uh, the great thing about uh, both glitz and glamour is they just go together so well. It'd be like mm-hmm. choosing between peanut butter and jelly. It's like choosing between peas or carrots. Yeah. <laughs> It's impossible, and you can't do it, because they always are served together. Mm -hmm. Uh, By King's Decree. Yep. Um... Uh, we're talking. So, so should we get? We we did make a stupid joke about the elephant in the room, but we should say right off the bat, the true elephant in the room yeah. uh, was uh, the Oscar for best picture mm-hmm. going to La La Land, and they had to hand it over. They had to yeah. hand it over to Moonlight. Yeah, because Moonlight actually won, uh, as and, it should have. Uh, yeah. Do you want to address this right now, or uh, do you want to get to it at the end so Let's that get people? To it at the end. Yeah, pe- this is a tease. Yeah, this is a little tease. Uh, so you guys have to listen to us bullshit for an hour first consider yourself teased yeah consider yourself uh yeah very teased now i'm looking at a list of all the winners all the nominees from your uh, 2017 uh, mm-hmm. 89th academy awards mm-hmm. and i'm thinking honestly nick where do you want to start i think we should start uh, at the very beginning a very good place to of, start of time the red carpet the beginning of time yeah well actually you know what before we even uh, get into 
the red carpet. Why don't we talk a little bit about, about the Big Bang? <laughs> about the Big Bang theory. Um, uh, that Johnny Galecki is a treasure, I tell you. Uh, but let's talk about the Oscars because uh, I think you and I are sort of unique for uh, young millennial men in that we both genuinely love the Oscars. Yeah, um, and it's especially with like the. Um uh, you know, all lives matter, whatever bullshit has happened last year. What, what were they saying? Oscar's so white. Oscar's so white. Yeah. It, I mean, and obviously that is true, although Moonlight, like uh, Afrocentric uh, mm-hmm. LGBTQ movie won Best Picture this year, which is very, very cool. Um, but yeah, I, I think a lot, there's like backlash and people don't care. And a lot of, a lot of what I've been hearing this year is people just being like, no, why do I? Sh- why should I watch an awards ceremony for an industry I'm not in? Mm-hmm. And it is a celebration of celebrity culture and all that stuff, which mm-hmm. you know I admit is very, very stupid. And I'm not super invested in celebrity culture and tabloid news, all that in, in my regular everyday life. Yeah. But I really, really love movies. Yeah, and I think that's it. Like, there's something. It's that there's still like a kind of. Minor thrill in seeing all these celebrities in a room together, yeah. and and not just celebrities, but like you know, uh, directors who I love and respect, and yeah, yeah. There's a lot of great talents, and uh, and I was we were talking about this yesterday with our uh, over easy airwaves coworker Bethany Daniels, because uh, she was one of the people saying like, why why should I care about mm-hmm. the Oscars? And and obviously the answer is you you shouldn't you really don't have to you don't to. have to if you don't want to but uh i've um i i like the horse race aspect of it where uh halfway through the the oscars they, they bring release, in the horses they bring in the horses <laughs> and uh and the losing horses are then uh fed Shot. to the nominees yep. uh no i love the i love the you know it's like is there going to be a big upset or like you know, trying to guess correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, usually the last few years, what we've done, you and I and a whole bunch of other friends, is we do the actual yeah, pool we do the where pool. you put in five bucks and everyone bets beforehand on every category, which is great fun. Uh, but this year we decided we wanted to uh, just get really drunk, the two of us, yeah. and watch it so that we could do a bad podcast today. Yeah. And uh, you, dear listener, are uh, witnessing the result with your ears. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we love the Oscars. We love it. Uh, and you don't have to love it if you don't want to, yeah. but then why are you listening? to us take your fucking hating somewhere else yeah. no haters allowed it's a hater free zone hater free zone that's what it says uh on the uh little plastic yellow sign on the way to my man cave <laughs> excellent also uh no women allowed <laughs> oh well it's a man cave women am i right mm-hmm. uh, uh but some women uh some great women were uh we're big winners. Why don't we celebrate night. the women of Hollywood? Yes. Uh, but but first, let's uh, make fun of their dresses like catty bitches. Yeah, so, this is the not, red carpet. <laughs> this is not... Uh, um, I'm not a huge... like. I never really care about dresses. It is kind of part of it to be like, oh, that one's stupid, that one's yeah. stupid. But um, I think maybe you care about this slightly more than I do. Not really. Great. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It is, it's sort of something there. Um, I was really... So... Uh, I don't think we're going to go too in depth with like big winners and big losers in the on the uh, the dress front. I was just sort of annoyed that like no one wore primary colors except Viola Davis. Like it was all very bland, uh, very like cream prim- colored. Yeah, like cream colored stuff and like light purples. And Oscar's it was so cream. Oscar's so cream. Uh, but it was like it was sort of like uh, the everyone was dressed in curtains from a tea room. Like it was all very like mild it was very very disappointing but the dresses were also kind of ugly 
this year. I felt there I were don't know. a few that a few that I liked. I liked Brie I, Larson's dress. That Brie was Larson's like black and had that yeah. big flowing thing behind mm-hmm. her. It was an interesting shape. It made her look like a, a villain, which was she looked cool. very evil. Um, I like as I said, I like she is. Yeah, uh, Brie Larson, that wicked witch. Um, I really liked. Uh, um, as I said before, uh, Viola Davis's striking red number and uh, Charlize Theron, or Charlize Theron, apparently is her name. Who knows? Um, she doesn't even know. She doesn't That's know. That's why it's, she says it different every time. <laughs> like Steve Buscemi. Um, uh, she w- looked like a Greek goddess. P- pretty cool. Like Which a she teal... Teal, like reminiscent uh, dress that's reminiscent of armor. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Other than that, could kind of take or leave it. I, I, I what are you going to do? You yeah. know, but uh, I, I liked uh, the Rock. You didn't like the Rock suit. Didn't like he the was Rock. Wearing the yeah. exact same thing as Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson, but he yeah. rocked it. Samuel Jackson was wearing uh, a. His was less. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was less sick than the Rock's. The Rock's just like. Made him look like well, the rock, like a pebble more. Yeah, but the Rock is like a huge dude. Yeah, but it was like it was an it's unflattering. It was an unflattering cut for his massive chest. Mm. I would have. It drew attention to the like weird proportion of his chest. You just wear yellow t-shirts all the he, time. Yeah, he should just go shirtless. In my opinion, you know Central Intelligence. He should be dressed like that all the time, like with Kevin Hart. Sure. On hey, thank God we didn't see anything about Kevin Hart last night, right? Yeah. I tell you, maybe I think I'm sick of that fuck. <laughs> maybe maybe we've we have rid ourselves of Kevin Hart at long last. I doubt it. Uh, so the other great thing about the red carpet is the inane interviews, the um, stupid chatter where the, you can yeah. see. Look at all your favorite stars, all your favorite celebrities, and look right in their eyes and watch them as they think how stupid the questions they're being asked are. Emma Stone particularly uh, just seemed full of disdain for her interviewer. I liked uh, that she brought her brother there and that um, the interviewer asked her a question and her her and her brother both looked at each other like... What a fucking idiot this guy is, right? Like, uh, uh, they seem to be close, and yeah, like, they look like regular cute. people, which yeah. I like. You know, they're just like Stars, us. Stars, they're just like us. It's That's true. Right. Yeah, so that was the red carpet. Uh, immediately after the red carpet, we got uh, we went into the Oscars opening number, which was Justin Timberlake performing nominated His song own. from the film Trolls. Why did they... I, start with it. Though. I don't know. Here's, I don't understand. I, yeah, I, I, we were very baffled the entire time. Uh, here's my uh, take on why it sucked. Oh, I hope because it's a hot Justin, one. yeah, because Justin Timberlake is obviously a very talented singer, very talented dancer, very good overall performer who's very charismatic. Normally, when and even later in the night, you know, when they're on stage. There's good lighting and good stage design, and it just looks professional. But when you have Justin Timberlake walking from the front entrance uh, down to the theater, everything's shot with like, like the house lights are on. It's just mm-hmm. like, and there's like natural wa- light, from yeah, outside. just a wash, and it looks cheap. And there's uh, it's cheap handheld camera, not cheap handheld cameras, I'm but sure like it's a very expensive. Yeah, one. but it's just it's it ever it just looked cheap and amateurish, and it didn't have any glitz or glamour to it. It sort of it felt like you said it felt like the Super Bowl, but, but I not think, as good. But it was just it was like a performance at like 
the MVAs. Yeah. Or MVAs. Even. Yeah, like a really like bad award. It, it felt very cheap. Uh, yeah, it was stupid. Yeah. It was stupid and bad. And then he sang Lovely Day. What was that? I don't know. And also... <laughs> He pointed out Denzel. Denzel. Like, I know you know this one, Denzel, because it's a Bill Withers song. And yeah. does Denzel love Bill Withers? Famously. Or was, was it because he's black? I don't know. I don't have to whisper that. Yeah. I could just say it. It was because he's black. I'm going to shout it from the mountains. Denzel is black. And loves Bill Withers uh, accordingly. Honestly, who doesn't? Yeah, and maybe that's it. Uh, I don't know. There were a lot of Denzel, awkward Denzel shout outs uh, throughout the night. He Looks like garbage. Yeah, he's he aged. A fat old man. He's aged. Um, nice teeth, though. Yeah, beautiful smile. And uh, still very charming. Yeah. So we went uh, from this opening number into our host, Mr. Jimmy Kamel. Mr. James, they call yeah. him. That's his stage name uh, in old showbiz. Yeah, and Jimmy, uh, I'm not a huge Jimmy Kimmel fan. I find his show pretty mild, pretty inoffensive. Certainly, I like it a lot more than Fallon. Um, but uh, my brother likes Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I, so I was glad it wasn't Fallon, but uh, Kimmel is is fine. He delivered a very low energy monologue that had. He's some, kind of a low energy dude. He's big, yeah, and I think uh, they kind of programmed the Oscars around his low energy. It was he looked very stoned. Pretty mild. It was a pretty mild show. Um, pretty funny bits. Some not so funny bits. There's always not funny bits. I thought for the most part, while again, I'm not a huge Kimmel fan either. Uh, I think he did a, a great job. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back just because people seem to feel pretty okay about. Yeah, I think how it was good. Yeah. I mean, he was like, no fucking Billy Crystal, obviously the greatest <laughs> Oscar host of all time. Um, but he he did a great job. I liked the part where he brings all the he brought like the people in from the street. I thought that was pretty the funny. tour bus. It yeah. went a little long. It went yeah, a little long. Um, but it was. I think that was a good bit. Yeah, I mean, so many memes to be made from that. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, Kimmel, if you're listening, good job, buddy. Go fuck yourself. Uh, and send us some money. Um, <laughs> and, of course, Kimmel continued his feud with Mr. Matt Damon. Uh, there were a few of those jokes that were good, but a few, too many, maybe. A few of them landed uh, flat for sure, but I overall, I'm, I'm just... Uh, a big fan of uh, needling Matt Damon, even though I do like him quite a bit. We'll get once we talk about uh, one of the other recurring uh, things in the Oscars. We'll uh, we'll circle back around to a very funny uh, Jimmy Kimmel Matt Damon bit. But uh, yeah, let's get into the meat of it. Let's the get into it. Awards. Awards. I don't I believe, believe that's how you pronounce that word. Uh- Really? The Academy Awards. The Academy Awards. Where, uh, presented so, by me, Javier Bardem. We could go through this uh, chronologically, except mm-hmm. my concern is that um, the list that I, I'm holding in my hand is not in order. That's fine. Well, well, let's do it sort of chronologically. Okay, so, so the first one is definitely an actor in a supporting role. Yep. Uh, presented by last year's Best Supporting Actress, Alicia Vikander. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I think this is a little hot take that you can take this opinion and put it in your pocket. Um, I think that she is... Along with a lot of other celebrities, very attractive. Okay, that is a uh, patented Matt hot take. Ooh, a lot of good-looking people yeah. at those Oscars. So put that in your pocket, And please. also Matt Damon. <laughs> Who am I, Jimmy Kimmel? <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, so yeah, so uh, nominees in this category, we had our uh, our dear friend Jeff Bridges in mm-hmm. Hell or High Water. I haven't seen Hell or High Water. I also have not seen it. very good. It looks I would good. really like to see it. I like that we were talking about how Jeff Bridges seems to play like a bad guy in it, which he often doesn't normally do. However, in the clip they showed for his actor in a supporting 
roll. It's just classic <coughs> Jeff Bridges <coughs> being an old man <coughs> talking like with his mm-hmm. his jaw sort of yeah. jutting um, out like his lower uh, lip out in yeah. front of his mouth. Uh, I, I love Jeff Bridges. Me too. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we're both big fans of the film True Grit. Mm-hmm. He should have won his Oscar for that and mm-hmm. not Crazy Heart, but hey. What do I know? I actually really like the film Crazy Heart, and I oh. think he's very good in it. Fair enough. Uh, that's another hot take that you can put in your old pocket. Put it in your little stupid fucking pocket. We also uh, saw the nomination of uh, Michael Shannon in the film uh, Nocturnal Animals, which mm-hmm. I also have not seen. Michael Shannon is a lunatic, and uh, I appreciate him very much. He should win an Oscar for Craziest Man, because you look into his eyes and you think, mm, that boy's got the devil in him. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, howdy! That Michael Shannon boy—he's got the that devil in him. Michael that boy, Shannon. <laughs> definitely has the old uh, devil in him. Yeah, Dev Patel. Dev in Patel Lion. in Lion. You why thought Lion? Su- why is that a supporting role? I wonder. I don't know. I've not seen the film Lion. He's the star of it. All right, he's the main character, undoubtedly. Although maybe it's because half the movie is a little kid. That's probably it. And as I was mentioning to you, and stand by, every movie that has a small Indian child in it. That kid, and it, uh, it seemingly always is uh, with Dev Patel, Patel. Like the older version. Uh, the kid is always better. That mm-hmm. kid in Lion is so fucking good and adorable that I want to die. I just want to die. Yeah. I, w- I mean, but, but I won't, of Please course. Don't. I'll never die. Uh, we'll all live forever once we've uh, plugged in our goddamn brains mm-hmm. to the goddamn it's, cloud. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, Dev Patel. Uh, we also <laughs> yep, have. We really talked about yeah. him for quite a bit. Yep. Uh, then there's our good friend Mahershala Ali for mm-hmm. the film Moonlight. He had a very good year. He was also in Hidden Figures. I've seen both Hidden Figures and Moonlight, so mm-hmm. I'm quite the expert. Yep. If you have any Mahershala Ali questions, please field them to me. Great. Uh, what's his middle name? He doesn't know! Yeah. I'm And all gags aside, Mahershala Ali in Moonlight is... It's a transcendent performance. He is a super good actor. Yeah. He is a super good actor in a supporting role, you could say. Maybe the best on earth. Yeah, I agree year. with that. I would definitely agree with that. Uh, we didn't say Lucas Hedges yes, also was, was nominated yeah, for Lucas, Manchester by the yeah. Sea. Uh, looks like he played a pretty boring role next yeah. to old uh, some other guy. I, someone else is in there. Doesn't matter. I don't know. Um, oh, Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Yeah. Uh, so the winner of this award... Mahershala Ali. Mahershala. Which is, Should we clap? Yeah. I can't clap. You can't clap. You we talked about that. Uh, yep, yeah. of course. I'll do it for both of us. Excellent. And in post, we'll lay, I'll clap again now. Okay. Uh, and now let me do it a uh, third time. And we'll just take all those and put them over each other. So it sounds okay. like three people clapping. Wow. You can really do amazing things with, with movie audio. magic. Yeah. Should we be drinking now every time we sure. say movie magic? Ah, sweet lady liquor. Sip of the old lady liquor there. Mm. Goes down smooth, comes up easy. (laughs) As my daddy used to say. As my daddy used to say, well, that boy's got the devil in him. (laughs) All right, so let's uh, let's move through some of the uh, less star-filled categories. The Uh, boring ones. Yeah, so Suicide Squad uh, is now an Academy Award-winning film Mm -hmm. for Best Makeup and Hairstyling. It's very bad. Uh, But how's makeup and hairstyling? It's pretty good. I like that you were telling me about a meme you saw earlier. It's just like Homer shooting Marge with the the makeup gun. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like, that's pretty much exactly what uh, old Margot Robbie looks like. Mm -hmm. Robbie, Robbie? Is it Margot Theron or Margie Robo? Margie Jazz Robo. Um, so we can't bring 
No, okay. Don't we'll say jazz robot because okay. it's going to lead to a thing. Listen, dear viewers at home, uh, we've been joking all day long. Joking not, is a loose term. Not into microphones uh, about jazz robots and uh, Damien Chazelle. The future of film is he's going to make a lot of movies with jazz robots. Uh, so uh, if you hear the th- the word jazz robot, it's a it's a bit of a buzzword. All right, for us, uh, costume design uh, went to. Um uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Fantastic Fuckboys and Where to Fuck Them. Yes, Fantastic Fuckboys and Where to Fuck Them, I believe is the name of that film. Starring Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, Eddie Redmayne. And Colin Farrell. Ezra Miller? Uh, yeah, yeah, it looks like he was in it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that he was in it until we saw him in a clip, and I was like, mm, yeah. that that boy's got the devil in him. Mm-hmm. He's got the devil in him. <laughs> um, I believe Documentary Short came next, which went to the White Helmets, which looked pretty good. Uh, I called that one right mm-hmm. before it happened. That's true. Just, just, and this is so often the case in the Oscars, where I'm like, ooh, Documentary Short... I've never seen any of these. I've heard of that one. Yeah. And it wins. Probably that one. Always the way it goes. Uh, and we got our first political speech of the night. Um, we should probably talk that about a lot of the uh, the attendees uh, for to the event were wearing uh, ribbons. Yeah. I saw three and different like the ones. the ampersand. Yeah. So the, rib- the blue ribbon is ACLU. The blue ampersand is uh, a GLAD uh, pin in support of the transgender uh, community. And I don't know what the red one is. Traditionally, it's AIDS, but... Could still be AIDS. Yeah. Maybe they were just saying, like, wow, Viola Davis looks great in that red dress. Does anyone yeah. have a ribbon I could put on this boring old yeah. thing I'm on? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm we- I, I just forgot how to speak completely. That's fine. And you know who uh, notably wasn't wearing a ribbon? Famous piece of shit, Casey Affleck. Who? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, yeah. You know who I mean. Yeah, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Uh, Mel Gibson wasn't wearing it, anything. Isn't it weird that Casey Affleck is slowly starting to look like... I mean, Mel Gibson was clean-shaven at these mm-hmm. Oscars, but he's slowly starting to look like how Mel Gibson looked when he was at peak crazy. Yeah, I, I wonder... And they're both garbage people, so. I wonder if we're going to get a Casey Affleck DUI soon. Man, Wouldn't be surprised. You know, it would be great if he killed himself in his car. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Let's uh, let's stay away from threatening celebrities. Um, well, I'm not gonna. I'm not doing it. I mean, if he gets into it, if if some accident were to occur on the road, were to befall him. Uh, so uh, from here, I believe we had the sound awards. We had sound uh, editing. Sound editing, which refers to sound design. Yeah, uh, uh, which I, I think it's stupid that it's editing. It should yeah. be called sound design. Yeah, still. I guess because you like edit it in. I don't know, but this went to uh, Arrival. Arrival, fucking awesome movie that did not get much love last night. But I mean. Not surprisingly. Here's the thing about Arrival. Uh, I think Arrival is going to age very well. I think it's going to be sort of like a 2001 or a Blade Runner, a movie that we sort of just kind of keep in the canon. And, and go back to Yeah, go back, yeah. And it's going to be proved to be especially cool when aliens come, and it's exactly mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And they... Uh, I was about to say a spoilie. I'm going to yeah. try to stay away from spoilies. Yeah, we're going to stay away from spoilies. Um, uh, anyways, those aliens, they got the devil in them. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's what happens in that movie. And then Best Sound Mixing went to our good friend Mel Gibson for Hacksaw Ridge. A movie that looks... Um, I don't know. <coughs> I haven't seen it because... Uh, I got to tell you, I really hate that Mel Gibson. Yep. Um yeah. Maybe it's the anti-Semitism. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Because you're, you're you're quite Jewish, I believe. I'm a sweet little Jew boy, mm-hmm. and I don't like uh, when people uh, deny the Holocaust. Yep, that it's bad. It's bad. It's not a, not a good look. Yeah, a bad um, look. 
it's kind of kind like of cream colored dress. Yeah, it kind of bothers me that I mean, I guess he made a good movie, so you invited me to the Oscars, and like yeah. that uh, piece of shit with the beard, you know, like I guess mm-hmm. he he had a pretty good performance, so you invited him to the Oscars. But why doesn't anyone get up on stage and be like, "Hello, <laughs> <laughs> these fucking guys uh, are pieces of shit"? Should got triumph the insult comic dog. Oh up my there. god. Yes, that's exactly who we need there. Yeah. He would have, of course, said, um, for me to poop on, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. other such lovable uh, classic lines. Hey, Viola Davis, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are really good in this. That's all, that's all he is. He's really mean to everyone, but he's quite nice to Viola Davis. Well, she's, she's a treasure. And uh, she is really good at fences. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, uh, what, what do we say there? So, Sam, oh yeah, so Hacksaw Ridge, uh, made by a piece of shit, it looks... Uh, looks tight. It looks pretty cool. It looks like an interesting war movie. At mm-hmm. least. Like we we both talk about how we don't really love war movies a lot of the time. I I just find them uh, even when you have an explicitly anti-war movie, they're shot in such a fetishizing way that it just it, it just still glorifies and uh, oh yeah. Even even the start of Saving Private Ryan, which is so visceral and violent, is still shot with this sort of fetishistic, fetishistic lens, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just it it always undercuts the message. I think the best anti-war movie I've seen Full is Metal Jacket. <sighs> Full Metal Jacket has its moments for sure, but the best anti-war movie that I think gets mm-hmm. that across Starship Troopers is the Sin Red Line. Mm-hmm. Uh, our good friend uh, Terrence Malick. Uh, this film, because because it does have this sort of like dreamlike quality to it, where it I don't know, it's just the it's not you know the um, uh, the you know the glory of war. Mm-hmm. It's it's just war is like a it's war is surreal and war is dr- like like a bad dream and like it's a nightmare. Uh, so I, uh, Hacksaw Ridge, I think kind of wants it both ways. It wants to be a film about a conscientious, conscientious objector, uh, who goes to war anyway Mm -hmm. and is a pacifist. Uh, but it also wants to have like big bloody set pieces. I think Mel Gibson probably likes war. (laughs) I don't know. War. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Hey, hey, LBJ. How many kids did you kill today? Absolutely zero. Mm -hmm. Are there any more chance that have an absolutely ending? (laughs) Um, no justice, no peace, no racist police. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so moving on, uh, documentary feature. Should we talk about that next? Yeah, uh, went to our good friend, O.J. Simpson. He, yep. he accepted the Oscar. Yep. Uh, so have you seen O.J. Made in America? No, but it's very long. It is, yeah. From what I've heard. <laughs> seven hours long. Um, <laughs> and we, uh, we basically haven't seen any of these movies. I've seen O.J. Made in America. No, I've seen... Uh, okay. Um... <laughs> It's very good. Uh, I recommend it. Uh, um, yeah, check it out. Uh, also nominated in that category was uh, Ava DuVernay's Thirteenth. She's a very strong director. I have seen that movie. Um, She'll get her day. Yeah, in the sun. Yeah, a lot of and I think a lot of people really liked Thirteenth, but it has. I've seen some uh, some critics. Uh, charge that it's a little uh, for it, it's about a very powerful topic, but it's a little empty. It has a purposely kind of like it's sort of structured like a television documentary. It's got mm-hmm. the t- typical talking heads. It has those uh, those transitions uh, whenever it skips a t- time zone. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, the yeah. Infographics. Yeah, a stuff. lot of infographics. Uh, the transitions are um, popular songs of the uh, eras as it moves between eras. 
I saw it, I found that very effective. I saw it moved along at a very good clip and uh, was paced very well. But, you know, some I, people kind of expect more from the documentary form than that. I do. I feel that way. Just because I thought that movie had a lot of really, really good information. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she and, kind of, yeah, and she kind of designed it that way. It's like presented nicely, it gives a lot of information. But it's at no point was I like was it like groundbreaking for me or yeah. you know parts of it are definitely really moving because mm-hmm. what they're saying is like yeah. super fucked up. And you know it's like some of that stuff like we're still living and you still see that stuff. And, yeah. Um. So that but like I feel like that had less to do with how she made her movie and more to do with the information itself. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, it's sort of interesting because I love Ava DuVernay. I think she's a very compelling director. I'm very excited for her uh, Wrinkle in Time adaptation. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's interesting because she has experience working in forms that are kind of have these kind of hackneyed traditions. She, the biopic, she did Selma starring Mm -hmm. uh, David... uh, Oyelowo. Oyelowo? Yeah. Um, and that was such an unconventional biopic. That movie was very good as Very well. good and ignored by the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Oscars uh, so cream. Oscars so, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Oscars so cream. So, I, so 13th is very good. Um, uh, one thing that I was sad did not get a Best Documentary nomination just because it's one of the most batshit insane theater experiences I've ever seen, ever experienced, was the film Tickled. Uh, have you seen Tickled? No, but you've told me about it. Yeah. It seems crazy. It's it, And just going into it knowing very little about it is the ideal way to see it, because as it unfolds, you're completely transfixed. Uh, and it, it, it's cool. Uh, David Ferrier, the director, uh, just and he's very upfront about the fact that he was this, uh, you know, unserious journalist mm-hmm. uh, in New Zealand who gets sucked into something very serious and something very dark uh, and he made a very good very powerful movie about it so mm-hmm. I would have liked to, uh, to see Tickled getting some recognition but I think it was a pre-stacked category um, I'm Not Your Negro is another film uh, that I've heard is very good I've seen Life Animated didn't care for it didn't care for it but uh, yeah so that's best documentary let's yep. talk supporting actress Sure. I think we skipped production design, but... I I think we skipped, uh, honestly, a few things, but we can always come back to it. Yeah, if it's Um, important. Production design went to Lurler Land. Lurler, yeah, it did. Yeah, Um, about Lurs Angeles. I think it was its first first Oscar of the night, Mm -hmm. not its last, Mm -hmm. and not its first to be taken away. (laughs) Yeah, it was... uh, Wouldn't it be... I mean... Wouldn't like, it be great if they'd happened for literally every single Oscar? Or just like, La La like one, yeah, one other, but like, like, wouldn't it be funny if like production design got all fucked and like there's this huge controversy about like, oh uh, shit, what, what happened? minor with, ones? Yeah. 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 Um, but, but production design, I mean, it, it was, it looked nice. So let's, uh, let's great talk, production. this is our first chance to talk about La La Land uh, at length. We both saw it. Uh, yes. We both liked it. Well, Here's here's my question, and I know a lot of people don't like it. How can you watch a movie where it's so clear that they're not people but robots and still not be impressed by their jazz? I don't understand. So La La Land is a story of, uh, of a, a robot program to only play jazz. That's right. Uh, and that's Ryan Gosling. Uh-huh. And uh, he wants to save jazz uh, because uh, well, the other... all the is court programming. Yeah, and all the other robots are sworn to destroy jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And then there's the woman he loves, Emma Stone, uh, and the man he loves, John Legend. And uh, but he it's can't a crazy love yeah, triangle. But he also can't love because well, he's a robot. He can only love jazz. He could love, but he is not what he's programmed for. I really don't know uh, how many times I got to say it. He's so best supporting lo- actress goes to Emma Stone, Viola Davis. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, flipped those because it's so fucking crazy to me that Viola Davis is, uh, again, a supporting role. Well, something that films do pretty frequently is they uh, kind of fuck around with who goes in the supporting category and who goes in the lead category based on where they think they can win the most awards. For instance, uh, Haley Steinfeld, uh, Haley Seinfeld, mm-hmm. um <laughs> for True Grit was in the supporting actress category, even though she is the lead of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very strange. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, best actor for Sounds of the Lambs, he's in that movie for 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So there's always been some fuckery. I know a lot of people were pissed that John Travolta got a best actor nomination for Pulp Fiction and Samuel L. Jackson got a best supporting actor nomination. Right. Uh because they're in the film for roughly the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's yeah. some fuckery. What are you going to do? But Viola Davis uh, won uh, in this category. Uh, other nominees, Nicole Kidman in your favorite film, Lion. Um, Good <laughs> uh Octavia Spencer in a film I've seen, Hidden Figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really important to let everyone yeah. know that we have seen some of these movies. Uh, Naomi Harris in Moonlight. Pretty controversial. Some people thought she was... Hamming it up in a pretty otherwise not hammy movie. But I, I thought she was good. I don't think she hams it up. Yeah. I think she... I actually thought that for the most part her performance was quite subtle until yeah. there's that one scene yeah. where she blows up in the hallway or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but like the rest of that stuff at the beginning is just like... She plays a very good addict. Because yeah. Because you're not quite sure what's going on yeah. with her at first, you know? I like... I, I, thought, I thought it was a very good performance. I like Naomi Harris. Um... And uh, we have one more in this category. I'm My memory it, but, uh, I have is failing me. The shittiest. Uh, this list oh, Michelle Williams. Oh yeah, Michelle, Michelle Williams. Williams from Manchester by the Sea. Um, here's my thing about Michelle Williams. About Michelle Williams. Yeah, um, I think she's a very, very good actress mm-hmm. who's very good at playing an upset wife or girlfriend. Uh-huh. And I would love to see her play like a strong. Mm-hmm. Roll, I don't know, like just do something, someone else that isn't constantly. Wonder Woman. She should play Wonder Woman. That's right. Surely Time, that just, movie isn't already being just made. Just cut Gal Gadot out. Just get Michelle Williams. Just in. Photoshop her face on top and have her you know, do all the lines in post. Beautiful. Uh, to be honest, Gal Gadot is not a good actress. <laughs> so here's something about uh, Michelle Williams that uh, Matt and I learned last night Busy Phillips is her awards date. <laughs> Always. All the time. Yeah. And so we saw them on the red carpet, and I was like, that's Busy Phillips. What's she doing there? She's not famous. And you were like, that's not Busy that's, Phillips. Why would Busy Phillips be at the right. Oscars? And then we looked it up, and they're like best friends from, they worked on Dawson's Creek together, and now Busy Phillips is always her Oscar day. Or like any award yeah. show. That's It's very cute. I love that they're friends. I had no idea. Also, damn, Busy Phillips looks fucking amazing. She looks great. She looks really good. Um, Too tall for me, though. Okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, should we take a little break? Uh, no, why not? Let's take a little break. Now that we've done Best Supporting Actress, uh, again, let's say Viola Davis, she's a treasure. She should win all the Oscars. She should win everything. I also think we can talk about this a little bit later. I think that Fence has got a little bit snubbed. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll come back. Uh, when when you come back to this program, we'll be talking more about the Oscars, more about Jazz Robots, and uh, those are the only two things we're going to continue talking about. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, Matt. Hey. God is dead. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And now that you mention it, I always thought that really when you look at it, George Bush was more of a puppet than he was any kind of evil mastermind. Now, certainly he knew that 9-11 was going to happen and had a hand in it, but he wasn't the main guy is all I'm saying. Beyonce and her Illuminati crones, Mm -hmm. who are secret witches, Mm -hmm. actually did Mm 9-11. And you can hear all about this on our new show, Concepts. It's a show about concept albums, but we delve into some other topics as well. Sure. Uh, You know, God being dead, George Bush had a hand in 9-11. But was not the main uh, perpetrator. That's the important thing, because it was Beyonce and her army of secret witches. That's right. That's why you should listen to Concepts on the Over Easy Airwaves Network. You can get it at OverEasyAirwaves.com, on uh, any application on your computer, tablet, or smartphone, or if you somehow have built your own sort of computer that is maybe a, a new thing, uh, you can probably listen to podcasts on there as well. Uh, also, iTunes. Yeah, iTunes is a great one. Thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks, Apple. Thanks, Apple, for nothing except for letting us uh, host our podcast with you. Yeah. Very yeah. kind. Very kind. See you later. Bye. <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> Welcome back uh, to the program. I hope you enjoyed those advertisements. Yeah. Um, we're talking about the Oscars or the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. As Javier Bardem. Uh, or Javier Salma Bardem. Hayek. Salma Hayek. Penelope Cruz. <laughs> now we'll list. This is the part of the program. And because they did this at the Oscars where they show a montage of all of the Latinos in film. Well, there actually was a pretty good montage of uh, uh, celebrating uh, foreign film, film around the world. Uh, and and I, I like that. It, it was nice to like not only... Um, show, you know, some great uh, foreign films, but also talk to, you know, moviegoers around the world about their favorite American film, which is, you know, it, it was cool. I liked it. Yeah. I'm a, the Oscars sometimes get criticized for being montage heavy, and this year was definitely on the low, low end. I kind of like the montages. It's a great way to celebrate the magic of the movies. Mm-hmm. Oh. And a love for the silver screen. Just glugged up that grog. Mm, that sweet, sweet grog. You thanks. got the grog in you, boy. Yeah, thanks uh, to our sponsor. Uh, grog. Grog. Grog's grog. <laughs> thanks, grog. Uh, um, scraping the bottom of the barrel since uh, 1999. It's yeah. not that old. Yeah. Relatively recent grog company. Hey, uh, but boy, are they... Exploding. It's the craft grog boom. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the the best song nominees because sure. those were performed throughout the evening, starting with uh, Justin Timberlake with a horrible performance of "Trolls" the song. Mm-hmm. I believe it was called "Trolls, Trolls, Trolls." It was just "Girls, Girls, Girls." Trolls, but... trolls, trolls. How do you like yeah. me? How do you like me? <laughs> uh, but then, that, the... if that was the song. I, it would have won. It would have won. It would have won. Uh, so next time you make a Trolls movie, call us instead uh, of Justin Timberlake. So yeah, you had, can't stop the feeling from Trolls. Yeah. Um, you had uh, the empty chair from Jim, the James Foley story, mm-hmm. uh, played by Sting. Yeah. And you really enjoyed that performance. I didn't really. I didn't really enjoy it. You but really enjoyed it. I, th- I, like, I. We have tape to prove it. I like that it's literally just Sting and a guitar, and I think there's something to be said for. I, because we had already seen the Moana song before that, uh, mm-hmm. How Far I'll Go, yeah. sung by the actress from like a 16-year-old. She was fine. Yeah. But she's, a, she's basically an amateur. Like, this is her first film role. She has no credits before right. this. And uh, I thought she... I haven't seen Moana, but uh, she sounds great. Right. So, okay, so you have her doing her thing, big set pieces and all mm-hmm. that. You have... 
uh, uh, Justin Timberlake, who's definitely a really amazing performer, but mm-hmm. he comes in from the back of the theater with that whole thing. And then you have Sting, who's a really good performer mm-hmm. and musician. And just, Star of Dune. And Star of Dune, as we will never forget, David Lynch's Dune, the seminal classic, which should win every Oscar every year. Uh, Retroactive. Forever. Uh and it was just him and a guitar, like really simple, short song, mm-hmm. and he played it, and it was nice. And he was I, just I, on the cusp of orgasm the entire time. Yeah, I, as he constantly yeah. is, uh-huh. as we know. Uh, and I just think uh, there's not enough, like, there should be more of just people performing a song and giving it its due and letting the song speak for itself mm-hmm. uh, at the Oscars. I think there should be more of that. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly the best way to handle a ballad. Otherwise, it gets too syrupy with, like, dancers and interpretive dancers in the background and all yeah, that Yeah, and just, like... I, I I don't know. Simple, clean, right yeah. to the point. Uh, you know, he had his foot up on that thing. I thought that was cute. If if you had a gun to my head, I couldn't remember a single note of that song though. Yeah, That's yeah. The only well, thing. And was, I do have a gun to your head. So yeah, it's like that scene it's like in that scene in Swordfish. Swordfish. There's also someone yeah. you dick right yeah, there. Exactly. And listen, if you don't hack into this mainframe in the next thirty seconds, I'm gonna blow your freaking brains out. Okay. That's what John Travolta uh, says in that movie. Yeah, he he doesn't like to swear. Um, I'm gonna blow your freaking brains out, Palo. And then the other two nominated the, the, the other two nominated songs, which were combined into a medley for the sake of brevity, uh, are the are two nominated songs from. Uh, Lar Lar Larn. Larp Larp Land. Played by famous jazz robot himself, John Legend. <laughs> uh, so what do you what do you think about these uh what do you think about the music of La La Land? You know, um I liked it. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I mean I, I get it definitely works in the context of the movie. Uh that uh, so the first two numbers are ensemble numbers, and then there are no ensemble numbers once the love affair between uh Emma Stone and, and jazz robot Ryan Gosling begins. I think the way that movie is crafted with the big ensembles pieces right at the front and then a few so- short tunes and then uh, like no music for the second act and then back with one more song mm-hmm. at the end. I thought it was like, I really like the way that that movie it's a good pairs the musical aspect of it with the story mm-hmm. and still makes it feel like a movie as opposed to being a musical the whole time. Yeah. And I agree with that. Um, I would have liked, though, uh, so the two songs that are nominated are City of Stars, which is kind of the one of the main recurring motifs, certainly the main. Uh, it's definitely, I was, I'd call it the, like the main theme. Yeah, it's the main theme, uh, that and his little piano theme that he plays. Which is um, in that song. Uh, so it starts that song. No, it's the other one he plays. It's the sad one. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, the sad um, one. Now I the, it's the sad boy. Uh, sad boy. Scene. Little sad robot. Uh, and then the other song nominated is Audition. Uh, the ones who dream, the ones who dream, which is called audition because Emma Stone sings it in an audition, which she nails. By it's, the way, it's and I was uh, we were talking about this yesterday. I think it works terrifically well in in the context of the film. It's a very good scene. The song itself doesn't stand up particularly well on its own. It's a nice, I it's agree. A, it's a nice little melody that da 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 da. But I think it works better as as a waltz, as a waltz, which is how they bring they used it yeah. in the Oscars. Whoever was doing the music, yeah. whatever that guy's name is, um, uh, Jimmy Music. Yeah, I believe uh, Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, it was Jimmy Eat World uh, did music the music for the Academy Awards <laughs> this year. Brought to you by Jimmy Eat World. Um, uh, so yeah, John Legend performed. He's fine. He's a good singer. Um, we were both noticing though that he like really clips the yeah. ends of lines, yeah. So that he doesn't like just hold those notes, man. Yeah. It's like a musical. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was weird. Uh, but that's John Legend for you. Um, uh, well, so um, 
Studio Stars yeah. won. Yeah, Studio Stars knew won. It would. I would have liked them to have nominated one of the ensemble numbers. I think Some you other. like someone in the crowd. Yep. I like Another Day of Sun. Mm-hmm. I think either of them would have been acceptable. They certainly would have made. I think it would have had to be two. Like it would have had to be John Legend performing one, and then a big like you would have had to yeah. have a big crazy thing. For, yeah. for those numbers, right? I just I like I like ensemble numbers and think they deserve more attention. I feel like in Broadway too, there tends to be. Uh, the idea that the best song from the musical is the, like, you know, end of act one, defying gravity, you know, mm-hmm. the big showstopper or the to big sad it. number. Uh, and I'm and the only example I can think of for, like, the, like, breakout tune from musical being an ensemble number is actually Rent with uh, Seasons of Love. Yeah. But it's also not really an ensemble number. No, and, like, a lot of numbers in that are ensemble numbers. And yeah. And that theme from, like, that's, like, also one of the main themes of, of yeah. Rent is that, fi- so when you finally yeah. get it in song form, yeah. I think that's why that's effective. Yeah. We, I feel like we, you and I could talk about the music of La La Land for a really long yeah. time. let's move on. And I know that a lot of people, a lot of musicians I know hated La La Land, mm-hmm. and I don't really have the patience to explain to people, like, why I thought it was really good. A lot of people are probably going to disagree with us. I yeah. think La La Land was a fantastic movie, great, yeah. great music. It so deserved it, the win for the song. It also won for Best Original Score, and I thought that was a very good call. Um, uh, Justin Hurwitz is a very good uh, writer. He also orchestrated the film. I thought there were some very clever, uh, old, you know, classic Hollywood uh, orchestration in it. I thought he kind of nailed that style down. I would have liked Mika Levy uh, to win for uh, for Jackie. I mm-hmm. thought her score was really tremendously nice. good. The Jackie Chan movie, of the course. Ja- yeah. No, sorry, Natalie yeah. Portman is Jackie Chan. Yeah. Um, which is why he was there in her stead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there, there's a, a very uh, eerie, haunting cello scene in, um, in Jackie that uh, has stuck with me probably as much as any piece of music from uh from la la land so mika levy's great she'll do a lot more i would call the music from jackie maybe the best part of that movie i i can see that it's super good so moving on uh to another oh wait just right before we move on also i think the music from lion is amazing yeah that was i didn't i didn't know the composer subtle piano uh, just really good not much more to say on that except i love the movie lion everybody everyone go go check out lion um, at your local uh multiplex let's move on to visual effects visual effects is a great category i Uh, agree so uh, last year, the winner for visual effects, which I thought was pretty cool, was Ex Machina, a movie made for $15 million, which is very cheap for a Hollywood film, particularly for like a film to win visual effects. But And it was up against fucking uh, Mad Max Fury Road, which is one of the best uses of CGI in a film ever. So that was a pretty impressive win for it. But I think the thing, I think Mad Max did win tons and tons of those technical oh, awards. Yeah. It was and a also, technical there's masterpiece. There's not a shitload of CGI in that movie. The really cool thing about Fury Road is how much of it is real. There's a huge amount of CGI in that movie, which is, but it was used so well and integrated so seamlessly with the uh, the practical effects. Like, that- I think what makes that movie cool, like, of course they're CGI, but like, mm-hmm. the practical effects are way more than in most Hollywood movies. Sure. Which and were that's really cool. And that's one of the hallmarks of uh, George uh, Miller as yeah. a director, is he loves practical effects, but it's also. Uh, his uh, his pragmatism and his practicality means he knows how to use CGI really fucking well, yeah, too. Yeah, that's true. So this year, uh, visual effects went to our good friend... Johnny Fav. Johnny Fav. Juan Favreau. For uh, The Jungle Book, which I haven't seen. Um, I hope the visual effects were as good as they were in Chef. <laughs> yeah, at least as good. Those Cubanos looked real. <laughs> yeah. How did they make them? Yeah, it, On it, a grill? It, it, 
Uh, I haven't seen the Jungle Book. I know um, they developed a whole shitload of new mocap technology for it specifically. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's one of the reasons why it, it does won. look amazing. But it I looks heard the movie is yeah. bad. I've heard actually pretty good things about the film. So agree to disagree. I We've, want... Neither of us have seen it. And we're still arguing about it. <laughs> well, that's why we. That's why we're doing this. Uh, I uh, haven't seen it, but I did see Kubo and the Two Strings, and I thought Kubo should have won because it's. The most incredible claymation I've ever seen in my life, and it's fucking the music's oh man. Yeah. That movie is so cool. I, I haven't seen Kubo. I'm really excited to. Uh, Leica, the animation house uh, involved or behind it, is truly at the technical forefront right now. The work they do with uh, stop motion is bafflingly good. Like even going back to their their first pictures, Paranorman and uh, um, Coraline. Coraline, fuck Cor- and Coraline use 3D well. And that is a technology that is not used to its fullest. Uh, But Coraline did a great job on that. So Leica is one of those studios that I think from now on, every movie they make is going to be worth watching. Yeah, for sure. The thing, like Kubo, it's it's interesting because like it's a kid's movie. It has Uh a lot of kid movie aspects to it. Some parts don't flow super well, but for the most part, like great, great voice acting. It looks fucking gorgeous. And there's some cool, like, paranormal, like, yeah. Japanese stuff in it, which is fucking awesome. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on. Uh, best foreign film? I think that's something we can talk about. Yep. As soon as I <laughs> see what it was. So, uh, but the best foreign film uh, went to... Um, the Salesman. The Salesman by uh, Iranian director... Do you have his name there? I, I, Faradi, I believe. Let's say... Dev yeah, Patel. It was directed by Dev Patel. Um, so Famous Iranian. So uh, the director of uh, um, uh, The Salesman also directed A Separation, which is a terrific film that also won Best uh, Foreign Film a few years back, uh, given a little <laughs> uh, uh, some unfortunate political relevance as, uh, you know, due to Donald Trump's uh, Muslim ban, um, uh, he boycotted the awards uh, mm-hmm. in solidarity uh, with, you know, Iran and the six other countries being included on this list. Um, he sent two uh, prominent uh, Iranian-American um, engineers mm-hmm. to pick up the award on his uh, behalf, which, and it was it was a lovely, a lovely speech. And, and it was a little note that he had yeah. left. Uh, Asghar Farhadi. Asghar Farhadi, yeah. So he's, he's one of, certainly one of... Uh, uh, Iran's uh, great directors, and Iran is one of the great, you know, kind of artistic film communities For sure. uh, as well. Uh, also in this category, uh, just to brag that I've seen foreign movies, guys, uh, Tony Erdmann mm-hmm. from Germany is a very joyous, <laughs> very, very fucking funny movie. Yeah, it looked good. Uh, I recommend it. They're remaking it for American audiences, starring uh, our good friend, the Joker himself. Jack Nicholson. Oh, I thought you were about to say Jared Leto. <laughs> Jared Leto. I was like, oh, God, um, that doesn't make any sense. Tony Erdman is good. Uh, check it out. I was super, super fucking pissed that L did not get nominated. It was France's official entry. Uh, it was snubbed for nomination. We'll talk about L. You when we loved talk about L, it. and you think everyone should yeah. see it. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get to the best actress category. Mm-hmm. So that's foreign film. Uh, talk, talk screenplay, maybe? Sure. Should we do adapted or, I don't know, original? Let's start with original. Sure. So original was definitely the uh, most competitive category. Uh, we had The Lobster, which is uh, known for a very good screenplay, an awesome first act. It's one a, of the best. I thought it was a def- like it was weird that it was in here because yeah. no one talks about that movie at yeah. all. Um, my girlfriend I, hated it. <laughs> I could. It is a very polarizing movie. I loved it's it. It's very weird, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Also in the category, uh, the eventual winner, uh, Manchester by the Sea. Yep. Uh, uh, Ken, Ken Lonergan is, you know, a highly respected playwright as well as a screenwriter and, and filmmaker, so it makes sense that he would win in this category. Mm-hmm. And he's been ignored by the Oscars for years, Margaret, and you can count on me, didn't get no love from them. So They didn't get no love. They ain't so got no it, devil in them. It's good. Uh, it, was, it is good he won. Uh, La La Land was also in this category. Um Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water. La La Land was a pretty unimpressive screenplay. I agree. The screenplay think, was, that's why it didn't win. Yeah. It was not the most impressive part of that movie. Manchester by the Sea seems like a very good pick. Also, um, 20th Century Woman is the other 20th one. Century Woman, which just got snubbed. Yeah, it didn't get anything. Yeah, Annette Bening didn't get a nomination? What? I don't know, but... God what, forbid you don't know. Yeah, yeah. God forbid we don't give Meryl Streep her nine thousandth Oscar nomination for a movie everyone hated. Well, she's quite um, a good actress, though. She is good, and actually, her clip really made me laugh. Yeah, it so. was hilarious. Uh, best adapted screenplay: uh, Moonlight. One. Okay, one. so we were talking about this. Moonlight. It's adapt because it was it won the best original screenplay at the at the Screenwriters Guild. So what is it adapted from? Uh, let's speculate wildly, shall um, we? Adapted from the moon. <laughs> and it's very light. <laughs> Based on the moon. Well, he the, the guy who went up <laughs> seems to be the basis of the character. Yeah. So... I don't, I don't know if he wrote a book. It might just be like... An article, because, maybe? Yeah, it could be an article or based on his... Uh, Speculate his story. Wildly. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, we should have looked this up. <laughs> anyway, that's Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, also up uh, for Adapted Screenplay, Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion. Um, I... F- fence. It's interesting adapting a play uh, and then making a play... And then making a film that's very play-like. It's, that's why it didn't win. Like, the screenplay is really, really good. Yeah, but so... he won a Tony Award for writing it. Right, exactly. So. Like, there's so much... It's August so dialogue-heavy. Yeah. Uh, I describe Fences as Black Death of a Salesman. Um, I think that is sort of its general vibe. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think it, does, it was a very good movie. I think we'll get there when we talk about the best actor uh, category, but mm-hmm. uh, I think Denzel should win. I th- should have won, I mm-hmm. suppose. He was very, very good. And... Um, but you're you're right in that essentially what it is is it's just the same script from the play because yeah. it feels so much like a play. And uh, Hidden Figures, I mean, come on, that that movie is is fine, but it's not. I I, I feel like this year, uh, normally in the screenplay categories, they reward interesting films that don't get nominated elsewhere, and they kind of did with original, yeah, uh, with Twentieth uh, Century Women and The Lobster. But I'm, this is normally where you know. Um, like a foreign film will normally be nominated here or, you know, a Woody Allen movie or it's just something interesting that's not a big contender elsewhere. And here I kind of felt that they were just sort of like rotely putting in, like, was Lion screenplay that exceptional? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very good, I okay. think. Okay. I mean, my the, me, the only problem with Lion, I think, um, comes... Uh, in the editing of that movie, which yeah. I think is very strange, and a lot of other people didn't seem to pick up on that. <laughs> what a transition, though. Let's talk about best editing. Okay, yeah, great idea. Um, Went to Hacksaw Ridge. Yes, another it did. Uh, another win for uh, another win the for, garbage people. Another of the win world. for Merle Gerbson. Uh, Merle Gerbson, uh, of course, a fine director. Um, yeah, editing is an interesting category. I feel like. I mentioned this to you quite often. It goes to the uh, the best picture winner. Yep. Didn't in this case. Um, war films tend to get a lot of attention here. I remember uh, 
Hurt Locker, both Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty One in this category. I'm sure did Saving Private Ryan. I'm sure must have. So we like. We love war. We love war. And we, we love, love how murder. We love more movies than how they're edited. Um, I remember uh, um, a lot of people were very, very pissed off that Memento won Best Editing. <laughs> because they're like, it's just, they, the editing was, you made it backwards. It made it it's backwards. a gimmick. Well, okay, fuck you. But uh, it's a super good movie. It's uh, incredibly well edited. I, again, I can't say it enough. Haven't seen Hacksaw Ridge. Don't mm-hmm. plan on seeing it. Uh, but I do think that Moonlight should have won this Oscar. It I think so... Arrival should have won. This really? Song. I think Arrival is a masterpiece of editing, uh, not just in how it, it works on a scene-to-scene basis, but how it is. It's edited in a conceptual sense that ties into the scenes of the film. We don't want to spoil anything for you, but... But they're all jazz robots. Yeah, but a, a truly well-edited movie makes you, once something is revealed or something happens later in a film, it makes you see earlier scenes differently, and it colors different scenes, and, and that's a big scene in, in uh, an Arrival. Yeah. And so how it's put together and how it's constructed was, I think, truly remarkable. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if Moonlight had won... I would have been pretty into that as and well. And again, like Moonlight also does just exactly what you're saying. Like colors yeah. parts of it in different ways mm-hmm. as it reveals things. The way it jumps through time. There's lots of really good like match cuts and themes that mm-hmm. go through this kid's life that you get to experience yeah. with him in the way that it's put together. I thought that, oh, God damn, what a good... The first it, and I would call it the best movie of the year. <laughs> you're not alone. Uh, the first and third uh, acts of, um, of Moonlight uh, have a lot of... Um, deliberate parallels for in sure. them that again fits thematically so yeah uh, Moonlight I think Moonlight and Arrival definitely fit in the same category of truly strong conceptual editing La La Land also nominated in this category we also like the editing of musicals a lot uh, musicals tend to win in this category uh, quite frequently too and I thought La La Land was uh, expertly edited as well so, I agree yeah moving on moving on well, you know what why don't we take another short break hey. we've been going at it for quite a while uh, we have a few more things. Uh, we have uh, best actor, best actress, cinematography, directing, film. Yeah. Is that it? I think so. Okay. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, keep listening to the guys. Don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Bethany, a fellow podcaster on Over Easy Airwaves. If you like the sounds of this podcast, you should check out my podcast, The Talk. It's a little different, but a lot of fun. And if you like a good old-fashioned roll in the hay, you're sure to love it. So come check out The Talk. And we're back. Uh, we're going to blow through some of these awards we forgot. Sing one best short feature. Who cares? Cool. Who gives a shit? Sorry. That's, that's you know? very glib. What do you know? But... Pixar wins again. Who yeah. fucking cares? For, uh, what was that movie called? Uh, Sing. No, no. That was the live action. The animated one was... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. That uh, one. Did we, did, did we talk? Piper. No, Piper. Piper, Piper won best one. animated oh, yeah. short Sing feature. Is the uh, is yeah. a, not an animated yeah. movie. So those are the two short features. Who gives a shit? Uh, short move, movies yeah. suck, guys. Here's, here's a little tip for you filmmakers. Make them long. Longer, the better. The longer, just the better. Just like, how, just like uh, tape measure. Yep. Um, so best animated feature. Uh I was really pulling for The Red Turtle. It's a, a co-production between Studio Ghibli and uh, um, a Dutch director, a mm-hmm. great uh, Dutch animator. Uh, beautiful movie, Transcendent. Did not win. Nope. <laughs> really using the word transcendent a lot. Um, it did transcend. It, did trans- it transcended nothing. Um, however, uh, the winner was Zootopia. Yep. Haven't seen it. I, I've heard really, really, really great things. Yeah, really great things. Looks cute, looks good, looks like a kid's movie. Kubo should have won. Yep. Yeah. 
<laughs> Kubo Kubo Dunn got robbed. Kubo should win every award. Kubo and Dune and David Lynch's Dune, the two greatest films of all time. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, no, I, I actually don't think Kubo should have won best film because it wasn't a be- the best film, the best animated film, but it was beautiful and cool in yeah, a lot of other ways. And I would certainly like to see it. Um, yeah. uh, cinematography. This is always a category I um, I love. Um, that means filming. Yeah. That for means people at home. Working a that's camera. The director of photography uh, at work. Uh, some really good nominees in this category. I saw it Moonlight. Uh, ex- excellent use of color. Um, uh, very washed out. A lot of like bright whites throughout. Uh, I also really like in Moonlight that the camera really moves with the characters. And moves yeah, with the it, moves mood, with, you know? it moves with the emotion, There's right? a lot of good, like, fu- there's, uh, in the first scene, you have uh, Marshala. <laughs> Mahershala. Marsh- Fuck me. Mahershala. Uh, you have Mahershala getting out of his car and walking, and it follows him, and it's very <laughs> straight and direct, and you're watching him walk, and you're walking with yeah. him. There's that scene where they're swimming together in the ocean and sort of moving and swimming yeah. with him. And there's that scene where he go, he like gets angry, and he goes back to school, and you can like... In the camera work, really feel like anger and stuff. Yeah, like I don't have. Damn it! That it's a shit. huge, uh, huge amount of the film was shot on handheld, uh, mm. which can be very gimmicky. But I thought they did a really good job. Another film that wasn't nominated in this category uh, is my favorite movie, L. Kubo uh, was oh. <laughs> also shot uh, almost entirely on handheld, uh, which gives it. Uh, a voyeuristic feel that fits in very well uh, with the scenes of the film. If you haven't noticed, I like I like somatic ties in. If, mm. if your film's visual sense should reflect your film's themes, you're not and, alone in yeah. thinking that. Well, I too think that. Excellent. Just uh, us in Kaya de Cinema. Also up uh, for cinematography was uh, Arrival. Beautiful. Uh, Branford Young, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. He's great. Uh, you had Lion, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Gudu, the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, beautiful cinematography. Again, yeah. you know you know what's a really nice-looking country? India. Mm-hmm. Also, Australia. Two mm-hmm. great countries to shoot a movie in. Beautiful. Uh, and something inherently cinematic about them. Yep. Uh, and La La Land, uh, the eventual winner of this category. Uh, I have no complaints. Uh, I thought La La Fucking Land was... gorgeous. It's gorgeous. So it was filmed. And nice. It was filmed expertly. Yep. Uh there's some really excellent use of color. Uh, it's lively. I don't know. It just it it did really work for me. I probably would have preferred a Moonlight win here, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. La La Land's a fine film, and cinematography is probably the award it deserves the most. Yeah. Over original score, I would say. And original song. Yeah. I'd okay. Agree. There okay. you go. Uh, also um, nominated in this category was Silence, a movie that. Nobody talks about oh, it. And it I haven't I haven't seen Silence, but uh I everyone I respect uh says it is one of Martin Scorsese's best. It's Martin Scorsese in um feudal Japan sort of? Is that I guess it's not yeah, quite it's feudal. It's not no it's it, well, Japan's feudal era lasted a little longer than a lot of other countries, but it is Christian missionaries coming to uh to Japan it's and Andrew it, Garfield. Yeah, Andrew Garfield, Liam Neeson, um uh, yeah, and it just, it, it looks very difficult. I can see, kind of see why it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, the number one film of the year. Like, it looks hard to watch. Yeah, but uh, it, uh, it, it, I mean, Martin Scorsese is probably one of the greatest directors of all time. For sure, when we... And has a, has a very complex visual style. Uh, Yesterday, 
I just I was looking for the best director nominees, but accidentally just Googled best directors, and the three directors that comes up on Google at the very top of the list are Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, three white dudes. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, <laughs> but Scorsese. Yeah, very good. It's hard to pick the good. three best directors. Uh, I mean, maybe that's a podcast for another time. But I mean, wh- like Spielberg and Scorsese both being on there is hard yeah. to argue with. And and I mean, and Tarantino certainly has uh, has his uh, defenders uh, as well. Well, let's talk about best director. Sure. Um, so Damien Chazelle won. The, be- the best yeah. directors, as we know, yeah. are Martin Scorsese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quentin Tarantino and, and Steven Spielberg, Spielberg, all of which they all three took home an Oscar this yeah. year. Beautiful. So Damien Chazelle won for La La Land. The other nominees were uh, our good friend Merle Garbson for um, Hacksaw Ridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had uh, Ken Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea. Barry Jenkins for Moonlight, as well as Denis Villeneuve. Uh, can, good, Canadian boy! Good, solid Canadian stock for Arrival. Good Canadian boy and maybe... One of the best talented young directors in the world, right? Yeah, Denis Villeneuve, uh, especially when he works with uh, uh, Roger Deakins as his director of photography, is an unstoppable visual force. Uh, Prisoners is a movie with some flaws, admittedly, Mm -hmm. but it is... It's no passengers. (laughs) It is absolutely stunning. There's a scene shot... uh, There's a a candlelit vigil vigil scene in that film, uh, and... It, it it is so striking and so amazingly uh, Lee filmed by Deakins and and Villeneuve that it it replaces David Fincher mm-hmm. uh, scene in Gone Girl as my favorite uh, candlelit vigil scene and I mean if you're if you're outstyling David Fincher you're doing something right yeah but best director Damien Chazelle yep. La La Land. I mean, it's not. I I don't agree with it. I think uh, I would much rather have gone to Barry Jenkins or Denis too. Villeneuve, mm-hmm. uh, but because Arrival is a very very good movie. But hey, give it to the little boy, little white boy. <laughs> he is a little boy. He is. He's a very small boy. How old is he? I think Eight, seventeen. <laughs> How old is he really? Uh, mid thirties, I think. Early thirties. Truly looks like a young. He boy. looks like nineteen, and he won. So good for him. Yeah, right? good for him. Um. um Best actor? Yeah, let's do actor. So this is, you've been champing at the bit to talk about the best actor. Champing and chomping. Mm-hmm. Both, there's only two things you can do at a bit, and yeah. I've been doing them both. Um, there was a winner of this category. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forgotten to the sands of time. He is a garbage human who there's no reason to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about how fucking good Denzel Washington is in Fences instead. Sure. I haven't seen Fences. Uh, what Do you think he truly is as good as Viggo Mortensen in Captain Fantastic? Well, is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. You may be thinking to yourself, hey, I bet these guys haven't even seen Captain Fantastic. And you'd be right, because yeah. I haven't seen it. I've heard. I do think Viggo Mortensen is a super good actor yep. and a very handsome man, even though he's kind of starting to look like uh, Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. He, uh, he does sort he's of like a handsome mummy. Yeah, he's he's the handsomest mummy. <laughs> That'd be a good show. The handsomest mummy, starring yeah. Vigo Mortensen. Starring you think we could get him? I mean, I mean, only no. one way to find out. Uh, we so yeah, build a robot. Uh, very quickly, the other uh, people in this category besides Denzel, Vigo, and he who must not be named. Yeah, Voldemort himself, mm-hmm. Ray Fiennes. Yeah, uh, who are the other categories? 
Uh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling for Lulu Lounge. For the Lulu Lounge. For the Lulu Lounge. Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, right. Axar Ridge. For Axar Ridge, though, I've heard from many people that he should have been nominated for Silence. Yeah, I mean, Silence looks like a better movie to me. Yeah. My thing is. Maybe Andrew Garfield is a really good actor, but his neck is so long and his head is so small yeah. that how could he be famous? <laughs> I honestly don't understand. Well, he lo- he lost a b- apparently he lost forty pounds to make Hacksaw Ridge, but it really looks like he lost he, it from his head. Yeah, he lost I, it all in his tiny head. I don't remember his head being that fucking tiny. You know, uh, in Star Wars Episode Two, Attack of the Clones. Oh yeah, Obi Wan goes to the planet Camino yeah. to visit the the clone a- dude, the aliens yeah. who make. The clones. Yeah. Andrew Garfield looks like those Camino aliens. That is a very obscure cut, uh, but... (laughs) Super long neck, really tiny head, no nose at all. (laughs) Yeah. So you think Denzel should have won Best Actor? Yeah, he Um, is, and I'll tell you why. Because I've seen Denzel in a lot of movies, as many people have. mm -hmm. Everyone knows he's always been a great actor. Mm -hmm. I often find Denzel is one of those guys who it's like... It's like George Clooney. He's too famous. I can never watch a movie with him and not think, well, this is just Denzel being a good actor. And I think it it kind of, like with George Clooney, it kind of happened over time um, because certainly Denzel's early roles, Glory, uh, Malcolm X. Yeah. Oh, he's awesome. He's so good. He doesn't seem like Denzel. I think Training Day was kind of where it started. Yeah. Everything after that, you're just like, well, it's kind of like Training Day, except he's less of an asshole, more of an asshole. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So he operates on that that spectrum. I was so taken out of thinking it was Denzel. He fucking nails it. And it is such, like, it's a play of which he is the star and has (laughs) pages and pages and pages and pages and pages of dialogue. And it's all like, you know, he's talking like a working man in the 50s in Pittsburgh. You know, like, a lot of it is like, a lot of people have told me they had a hard time watching The Wire because of all, like, the slang they use. (laughs) And this isn't, like, quote-unquote, ebonic slang or whatever, (laughs) but it is... You know, it doesn't doesn't like spoon feed you anything. Yeah, and he fucking nails it. It's so much dialogue, and he is so good. Cool. I will. I'll definitely check that out. Uh, but yeah, but he didn't win. So moving on. <laughs> moving on. Doesn't matter who won. Best uh, actress. Uh, let's say. Let's do best actress. Yeah, Viola Davis. <laughs> <laughs> She's done it again, folks. So the nominees here we have Ruth Nega in the uh, in Jeff Nichols' film Loving. A mm-hmm. uh, little bit of a uh, lot of hype on that movie. Didn't really wasn't as good as certainly uh, some of his other films. Mm-hmm. Um, Give me shelter, uh, or not? Give me shelter. Take shelter, uh, and uh, Midnight Special. Away. Uh, which are, are both very, very good films, both starring Michael Shannon, who is also in Loving. Midnight Special was a weird movie. Midnight Special is an extremely weird movie. And nobody, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot, too. Uh, what happened? He's an angel? <laughs> I, I mean, we'll have to... We'll save this for the Midnight Special cast. Yep. Um, also nominated, uh, but Ruth Snake is great. Congratulations to her. On the nomination. <laughs> I'm sure On she losing. was very happy she got that unexpected nomination. For sure, absolutely. Uh, Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins, who gives a shit. Who gives a shit. Uh, Natalie Portman for Natalie Jackie Portman Chan. Natalie Portman for Jackie Chan. Uh, I, I like Jackie more than you did. I saw it as a very strong performance. I think she is very good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my you, problem with Jackie was, I think, it was boring. <laughs> I didn't find it boring. I found it... Uh, I thought it had a very good strong central theme that at around the two-third mark, people just start explicitly stating it over yeah. and over again, and I yeah. got a little annoyed with that. It became a little blunt for a movie that otherwise is very... 
the opposite of blunt. Yeah. And, yeah. And also, what I like about Jackie, like I mentioned, the music is really, really mm-hmm. good in it. And uh, I like that it's shot in film. It looks, it looks it was, really, it really was cool. Sh- yeah, it was shot in uh, Super 16. Yeah. Um, and uh, Pablo Lorraine is a very good, very strong director. I want to see Neruda, the other film he made this year. Yeah, that um, looks really good. That's a, 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 the poet? Yeah, it's yeah. about Pablo Neruda after uh, the Chilean government uh, put out a warrant for his arrest. Right. Yeah, that movie looks very good. Looks very good. Um, also nominated in this category, we have Emma Stone for uh, La La Land. And my personal favorite in this category, Isabelle Huppert for Elle. Uh, very, that- very quickly going to talk about Elle. It is fucking amazing it's my second favorite film of the year beaten only by moonlight um it's paul verhoven uh he's back baby Mm -hmm. uh in pog form yeah he's back in pog form so paul verhoven uh big 90s uh, and 80s and 90s action film director, but his action films were different because they were really fucking smart and often had a very strong satirical bent. So RoboCop, Total Recall, uh, Starship Troopers, and my personal least favorite of all of his films, Showgirls. Uh, But yeah, but he, uh, so he basically was banished from Hollywood for being too interesting, returned to France, uh, returned to uh, Europe to make films, uh, and now he's made a dark and cutting satire of the French professional class with Elle. It's a film about trauma uh, and repression. And Isabelle Huppert is unbelievable in it. She, it's, it is the best performance of the year. And the recipient of a hearty snub. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so Emma Stone wins. Uh, it's fine. Surprise, surprise. I feel Jazz like robots, blah, blah, blah. The Oscars love giving <laughs> awards to the like the it girl of course like it's just it's just something they do Anne Hathaway Natalie Portman Alicia Vikander um Jennifer Lawrence twice yeah. uh, like that's insane um and now Emma Stone it's fine she'll do fine I just felt like it was a pretty good performance being recognized over a truly great one mm-hmm. you would have preferred Isabel Isabel is I would have preferred is preferred Isabel Huppert I would have preferred uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman? Yeah, I would have prefer, pre- preferred, preferred preferred Amy, Amy Adams, Adams in Arrival. Who wasn't even nominated. Yeah. She ha- so, she must have an Oscar. No, she has five nominations and no Oscars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. She well, is, this isn't the one she was going to. As many for. as Leo, I might add. She wasn't going to win this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it was not her year. No. Uh, so we're at the big one, the big Kahuna. And this there is, are nine goddamn nominees. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Go back to five, please. Yeah, uh, I, it's too many nominees. Too many nominees. So we got Lion, your favorite film. Go do the movie. Hidden Figures, a film I have seen. We have uh, Hell or High Water, a film I want to see. We have Hacksaw Ridge, Hacksaw a Ridge, film we don't want to see. A film I probably don't want to see. Uh, we've also got La La Land. We've got Moonlight. We've got Arrival. Mm-hmm. We've got Manchester by the Sea, mm-hmm. and finally... Fences. Fences. Good and night. that's the whole list. Yeah. Um, Good night, everyone. See ya. <laughs> uh, honestly, all of those are, are, are good picks. Like, yeah. Those are all great movies. That's, that's, why, that's why it's yeah. a nine-movie-long list. It's what a, would you cut from here? I would cut Hidden Figures. I'd cut Hacksaw Ridge. I'd cut... I would say I'll, let's, I'll pick five of those. I would have it be Manchester, Arrival... Um, Moonlight, La La Land, and I mean, I haven't seen Hell or High Water, but... Or, or Lion, or yeah. Fences. Yeah, I would say Hell or High Water or Fences in the fifth slot. Really? And that's a good fucking list. I would have put Lion over Fences, probably. 
Okay. Um, but they're both super good. Yeah. Um, good so, let's talk about this gigantic fucking controversy. So, we get Faye Dunaway yeah. and her pal uh, um, Warren Beatty Warren come Beatty, out. Yeah. And it's great. It's Bonnie and Clyde together again. And They're very old, you see. They got the wrong envelope? I think that must be what happened, is that it's not their fault. Someone yeah. must have given them the wrong thing. Because Warren Beatty looks terrified. Yeah. If you go back and watch it, he hit and he foisted it off on Faye. La La Land is announced. They pour onto the stage, begin their speech, but something is horribly wrong. I like the guy who says, blah, 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 it's important to make art. Uh, by the way, we lost. <laughs> it's not a joke. Moonlight won. Yeah. So, Moonlight gets their historic win undercut. Totally. And it's it's a huge fucking bummer. I think they did it on purpose. I don't know. I don't know. I Do I think that? I don't know. It just, it it really, like, so if there was a wrong envelope situation, and, because uh, Warren Beatty said, it said Emma Stone La La Land. Which it would, which yeah. is the best actress thing, because why would it have the actor's name on a best yeah. film card? Uh, then this is a huge fuck up by Price Waterhouse Cooper. Uh, got fired for the that accounting, one yeah, the accounting firm. Uh, this, it, yeah, it's kind of one of those things that like you don't want to be too overdramatic about it, but like it's pretty unacceptable that that happened. Like, and it's like, it's not like it was one of the early, early in yeah. the night. You know, it's like <laughs> not the boring bullshit like production I mean, design. Obviously, every award is important, but like this is the most important one, and. Those were the two movies that everyone knew it was going to come down to. Anything else would have been really surprising to everyone, I yeah. think. So, like, I, I don't know. It's it's so fucking bizarre, and it's so stupid, and, like, how do you fuck that up? Yeah. It's just, it, yeah, it, it really is one of those things, like, it kind of seems like something totally unbelievable yeah, yeah, <laughs> to exactly. happen. Uh, I mean, one thing this does... Uh, show is uh, a long sta- it disproves a long-standing conspiracy theory that uh, Jack Palance, when he was announcing the Best Supporting Actress Award way back when, I think 92, uh, he said the wrong name. He said Marissa Tomei by mistake, mm-hmm. because everyone's like, how could Marissa Tomei possibly win for my cousin Vinny? She was up against four great British actresses, uh, and some people said that he said the wrong name, and uh, and Prince Waterhouse Cooper said, "No, in that case, we correct it immediately on stage. We have yeah. procedures for this." Uh, the La La Land people went up to the music from Moonlight. Yeah. So the orchestra had that cue ready to go. That's right. Well, what are you going to do? What Moonlight won, momentous occasion. Yeah. It's, I I would call yeah. it the, not only the best movie of this year, but honestly, the best movie of the last few years. It's, I think it's, it's the best movie. Uh, it's ever. the best movie of the year. Uh, and like I said, I loved L. Very much so. It, it was a strong year for movies. Yeah, uh, it was. So, I mean, in a in a much lesser year, uh, if La La Land was up, of course, give it to La La Land. But they had the chance to reward a truly exceptional film, and they did, which is rare for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And good. Yeah, rare and good. Rare and good. Just how I like my steak. Not, not like Donald Trump. He likes his well done. With ketchup. Boy, howdy, I tell you, that boy's got the devil in him. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much uh, for listening to our wonder, wonderful Oscar Spectacular, where we uh, admitted that we haven't seen most of the movies. Yep. Uh, we laughed. We loved. Uh, we talked about the magic of cinema, uh-huh. oh. jazz robots, and having the devil in us. Oh, yep, there you go. Drink it on down. Yep. Sweet lady liquor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the devil in us, and that's it. See all of you later. Yeah, I love literally all of you.